All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we are going to be interviewing a former advisor to the one and only Maggie Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, the great British leader. Joining us today, Niall Gardner. He is one of the best and most important thinkers at the Heritage Foundation when it comes to European policy, national security, global security. He's going to join us to talk about all things Joe Biden, all things Russia and Ukraine war, the state of the world, other players like China emboldened by the bumpy, irregular, uneven foreign policy execution of the Biden-Harris administration. That's going to be a great interview. And then in the second interview block, we're going to bring in Liz Harrington from our TV show the other night. Liz joined us on Just the News, Not Noise, the TV show we have on Real America's Voice at 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Channel 219 on Dish, Channel 240 on Pluto, on the Roku, Apple, Real America's Voice, and Just the News apps. They're all there for you. Very excited to have that. So Liz will talk about Trump, the new social media platform, lots of great stuff on the horizon. Before we get to our first interview with Niall, I'm very, very proud to have him on. He's a really an important voice in the national security space. I want to quickly take you to a very important story that we have on the site this morning. If you were to peruse Bloomberg or Yahoo or Politico, you'll see these stories all suggesting that the truth social app that Donald Trump and Devin Nunes and others have launched has been a failure and it's not working. There's no engagement. It's simply not true. I did a significant fact check. I went to Truth and I looked at 20, 30, 40 of the largest influencers, people who have both a Twitter account that's large and a Truth account, which is much smaller, but growing. And we found time and time and time again that the Truth accounts, though a fraction of the audience of Twitter, were creating more engagement. Let me give you one example right off the bat. Dan Bongino, you know him, great radio host, TV commentator. He's got 2.4 million fans on Twitter. He's got only 230,000 on Trump Social or Truth Social. Why? Because it's only been going for three weeks. It takes a while to grow that number. He posted the exact same link 
an exact same headline. Everything was the same between Twitter and Truth yesterday. The headline was, Panic Breaks Out Over the Ukraine Biolab Story. Well, on his giant Twitter audience, 2.4 million followers, he got 554 likes and 185 retweets. On his much smaller, one-tenth the size audience on True Social, he got three times the engagement, 1,550 likes and 488 retweets. Now, this happened to me. I finally got back on Twitter. They took me out of Twitter jail. And I posted the story yesterday that we all talked about yesterday, the 20 episodes exposing fraud, illegalities, irregularities in the 2020 election. I posted in both places. Now, I have 860,000 followers on Twitter and just about 28,000 on Truth Social. I got twice the engagement on Truth Social. It's unbelievable. 871 likes on Twitter, 1,480 likes on Truth Social. 551 retweets on Twitter, 1,030 retruths on Truth Social. Let's go to a member of the House, Congressman. You all know Steve Scalise. He's been on the show before. He's the minority whip, the Republican whip in Congress, the number two official for the Republicans in the U.S. House. He tweeted out a message a couple days ago about gas prices hitting the highest level in American history. His Twitter version got 1,132 likes and 411 retweets. But his Truth Social version got 3,780 likes in 1,460, which was 3.5x more engagement on Truth Social. So over and again, I can go time and time again. I interviewed lots of people. There's not any doubt. There's fewer than a million people on Truth Social. There are 396 million people on Twitter. And yet somehow, with smaller audiences, smaller followings, conservatives are getting more engagement on Truth Social than Twitter. Now, first off, that debunks the idea that Truth Social is a failure. And by the way, this is a soft rollout. It's not even open for full business until the end of the month. But even in the soft business, less than a million versus 396 million, somehow all of these big conservative voices, all these big news personalities are getting more action on Truth Social with followings one-tenth, one-twentieth the size of the Twitter followings. You tell me what that says. Well, I'll tell you what Charlie Kirk says. It was proof that they're shadow banning and throttling going on on Twitter. Truth Social Charlie Kirk said to me, has exposed just how censored conservatives have been over the past few years online. Pretty strong. Sean Hannity said something similar, saying his team doesn't even pay attention to it anymore because it's clearly now dominated just by operators of the radical left. So check this story out. It's carefully documented. You can look at the links. You can look at the numbers. I interviewed Devin Nunes got a great interview with him about what he's seeing. He says they're scientifically looking at this at True Social, and they're seeing the same thing. Engagement on True Social is outstripping the same engagement on Twitter with the same personalities, even though those personalities have way bigger followings on Twitter. Hmm, something smells dirty in Twitter land, doesn't it? And also, something sounds optimistic on the horizon for people who join True Social. By the way, it's not even opened up to the full audience that that happens later this month when everybody can get on at once. You can apply now and they're letting on a few thousand an hour. So that's good. It's growing. But just think about how significant that is for that. Uh, one other story I want to just quickly mention for you. 14 attorneys general, 14 attorneys general have sued Joe Biden's administration to get records showing why and how the Justice Department ordered the investigation of parents who were protesting school policies at school board meeting. This is the famous 
memo prompted by a school board group that accused these parents of being domestic terrorists. That's preposterous, right? Exercising your right to free speech is not domestic terrorism, okay? Let's just get that on the table now. 14 attorneys general have sued because the Justice Department is slow walking the evidence. And uh, there's a great quote. We've had Attorney General Rakita from Indiana on this show. Uh, He's been one of those attorney generals aggressive in using the concept of federalism, state rights, to sue the Biden administration. He keeps winning. The courts keep siding with the states over Joe Biden's big government approach. He asked, I think, the right question about what's going on. Why won't the Justice Department, Homeland Security Department, FBI, turn over the documents about how it came to be that justice ordered the parents to be investigated? We just want the facts, Attorney General Todd Rakita told us. Rather than cooperate, the Biden administration has sought to conceal and downplay its culpability. What are they hiding? That's the question, right? What are they hiding? I don't know, but it's a pretty scary story, no matter how you cut it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. As promised, when we come back, Niall Gardner, former advisor to Margaret Thatcher, the great British leader, paired up with Donald Trump back in the 80s and 90s to make the conservative movement what it is today. Niall Gardner is joining us next. He is the director of the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom at the Heritage Foundation, and he's also a Bernard and Barbara Lomas fellow there. Pretty impressive national security thinker. He calls it like he sees it, balls and strikes. He doesn't get $350 million from Mark Zuckerberg, like some of those election judges did. He's going to be up first, and then we're going to turn to the great interview we did with President Trump's official spokeswoman, what I call the Southern White House in exile, Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago, joining us as always, our good friend Liz Harrington to talk about all things Trump, including that social platform. Check out the stories on Just the News. We'll be right back with more in our exclusive interview with Niall Gardner and then followed with our conversation with Liz Harrington right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest. We've had Niall Gardner on the show before. He really helps make sense, particularly of Europe and the world at large. He is the current director of the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom um, and a Bernard and Barbara Lomas Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Niall, great to have you back on the show. It's uh, great to be here, John. Thanks very much for inviting me back. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. And uh, the last time we were talking, it was certainly pre-Russian invasion war, but we were talking a lot about Europe and the possibility that instability was on the horizon. And now that we're what, a couple weeks into the war, uh, the Russian war on Ukraine, how would you grade the West in its response? Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, the Germans, what's your what's your over under on their performance thus far? Yeah, that's a very good question. You know, I think, you know, by far the most impressive leader on the Ukraine crisis front so far has been Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister. I mean, I think he's been, you know, way out in front in terms of Western leaders uh, in addressing this this crisis. Uh, And the British have been, you know, right from the beginning, very robust in uh, supporting the, the Ukrainians. So, uh, you know, the British were supplying the Ukrainians with very advanced missiles and weaponry and so on, right uh, from, from the go-get. Well, as soon as the Russians were mobilizing on the Ukrainian border, which was as early as March last year, the British were already moving defensive equipment over. They were actively training the Ukrainians with several hundred British troops on the ground, acting as advisors. Uh, and so the British were actually way out in front of Joe Biden, who was very slow to move. Now, you know, some some of what Biden is doing now is is uh, you know, is is the right thing, uh, but a lot of it's been too little, too late. Uh, and so Biden's been moving at the speed of a you know tortoise basically with regard to uh, addressing the Ukraine crisis. And Biden failed spectacularly really to do anything uh, once Russian forces began to mobilise. Um, you know, nearly a year ago on the Ukrainian border. And it's only recently that Biden has actually started to move more aggressively in terms of, you know, uh, supplying the kinds of weaponry yeah. the 
the Ukrainians need uh, moving forward with the sanctions that should have been placed a long time ago. Um, and, and so, you know, so Biden's leadership has been, in my view, extremely poor, weak need, the antithesis of how Ronald Reagan would have approached it. Uh, and, uh, you know, Boris Johnson has actually been a lot stronger than uh, Joe Biden on this. Um, but, you know, even, even actually worse than Biden has been the response of the European Union, uh, the Germans, the French, uh, for example. Uh, and uh, I would say that, uh, you know, by, by far the worst leadership has been from the, uh, you know, from the Western Europeans, especially the Germans. I mean, they've been absolutely appalling on the Ukraine front. And even now, the Germans are refusing to sanction uh, Russia's oil. It's exports. remarkable. Yeah, yeah. It in, really in is. In appeasement mode. Yeah. And, and of course, Emmanuel Macron is, is shuttling around trying to, you know, uh, negotiate with, with Putin. And, uh, you know, Macron has been act- actually also, uh, in my view, extre- you know, absolutely useless in all this, uh, all, everything going on at the moment. So, you know, um, really poor marks for Biden and for most of the European leadership. The British have been great. The Poles have been absolutely fantastic. The Baltic states, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, superb as well. Uh, but if you're talking about, you know, big powers, I think that the British being by far the most impressive uh, in the Brexit era, freed of the shackles of the European Union, they, they've been much more assertive on the world stage. Yeah. And uh, I want to go dial in and see if I can try to understand or help our listeners understand a little bit some of the resistance. So let me let me let me go to Joe Biden first, because I think uh, most people are floored by the Am- Americans response. And there are just these moments that you look over the last uh, three weeks where you scratch your head. First off, it took it took he was the last one in on sanctioning um, uh, Russian oil and keeping it out of the country. It took pressure from his party and Republicans to get him there. Why was he afraid yeah. to take the obvious cash register away from uh, Vladimir Putin? Yeah. That, that's a question that I think a lot of people scratch their head. About. What, what made him? Was it the Iran deal? Is it that he didn't have a yeah. plan to replace it? What, what, what was it? Yeah, you know, I think a number of factors. So as you point out, uh, John, uh, Joe Biden only actually implemented uh, sanctions against uh, Russia's oil industry after tremendous pressure, not only from Republicans, but also from many members of his own party. Uh, And so, you know, Biden finally acted once he was completely isolated, I think. And this is this is sort of Biden style. And why was he doing this? Well, firstly, of course, you know, Biden's nervous about higher um, uh, prices at the gas pump for right. uh, for U.S. Uh, you know consumers ahead of the November midterm election. So I think there's a political calculation there. I think uh, you know secondly, of course, the Biden presidency is actively partnering with the Russians on the Iran nuclear deal, getting trying to get a new deal with with Tehran, which would be an absolute disaster. Uh, and and so you know Biden doesn't want to upset the Russians too much. Uh, and and so there's this kind of appeasement mindset that exists within the, the Biden White House. It's absolutely appalling. It's dangerous. It's very much in existence. And I think that's the second, you know, big, uh, you know, big factor. And I think thirdly as well, um, you know, and this is you know, this is something that you see with a lot of Biden officials. So they're very nervous about, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, nervous about what what they call sort of escalating the crisis with the Russians. Uh, and and so. Um, so they want to avoid anything that you know, the Putin would deem to be a hostile act. Uh, and so this is the kind of, you know, third rate thinking that exists in the Biden White House. This is the world's superpower with vastly superior military capability to the Russians conventionally, uh, without a doubt. And yet they kowtow to the Russians 
trying not to offend the Russians as, as far as possible. And so the whole thinking is, is completely muddled. It's the opposite of how, you know, how Ronald Reagan would approach things, yeah. peace through strength, you know. So, um, but that's what we're dealing with, with the Biden White House. We're dealing with European Union-style bureaucrats who think like the French and the Germans do. And this is dangerous if you're, if you're leading the free world. And when you look at the fact that we're simultaneously asking Russia to help us get a deal with Iran, right? We're telling him you're, you're a bad boy for having inflicted all that pain on Ukraine. Has the Iran deal become more important to the Biden administration than actually stopping the war in, uh, in Ukraine? Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I think the Biden administration is absolutely obsessed with getting a deal with, with Iran. I mean, this has been a big foreign policy priority for them. Uh, and uh, it also, frankly, you know, the Biden administration wants to buy oil from the Iranians and from Venezuela. Right. Uh, it's just staggering to think that the Biden White House is contemplating buying oil from two of the most dictatorial regimes in the world. Of course, the Iranians are the world's biggest state sponsor of terror. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, all of this fits into the bigger sort of jigsaw puzzle for, uh, for, the, for the, Biden, the Bidenists, basically. Uh, and, and the thinking is incredibly uh, dangerous. Uh, and there's this idea that, you know, Iran can be negotiated with as though it's some kind of reasonable, normal negotiating partner. Right. And the Russians then are brought in as the negotiating ally. Uh, and, I mean, you know, the thinking is just staggeringly stupid, actually. I mean, I, it, it should be blindingly obvious, I think, to anyone who looks at this carefully, how dangerous this approach is. But that's that's how the Biden administration thinks. I mean, we're not dealing here with a, a rational thinking administration on a lot of foreign policy stuff. They are deeply irrational. They're driven by a kind of far left-wing ideology. They're, deli- they're driven by an appeasement mindset. Uh, and that's very much in place towards both Iran and Venezuela, as we're seeing at, at the moment, and also on the Russian front as well. Yeah, that's just remarkable. All right, now let me go to Germany, because um, it seemed for a moment uh, that Germany got a little bit more of a spine and they offered to send some offensive weapons to Ukraine, but they aren't willing to break the relationship they have with Russia over uh, energy. Yeah. It seems yeah. to me that the greater failure here is that for there was a moment in history from 2014 forward where the fracking revolution in America could have gone to Germany and said, listen, get off of Russia and we'll find a way to get you up and running. Um, why are the Germans uh, so uncertain about trying to cut off uh, Russia's fuel? Is it really just self-preservation for their uh, energy market? Yeah, I, I think it's it's actually a number of factors. And, you know, simply put, you cannot trust the Germans on the Russian issue. Uh, it was actually revealed just a few days ago in the Daily Telegraph that uh, a lot of the, the missiles that Germany had promised to send to Ukraine actually don't work. They're outdated and they can't be used. Uh, and so th- there's a lot of, you know, a kind of PR propaganda stuff coming from Berlin on this, actually. And they're, they're not really stepping up to the plate. Uh, and when they talk about increasing defense spending, well, I'd like to actually see that, you know, yeah. physically put in place because they make all kinds of promises that they never deliver. Um, and, uh, you know, I think firstly for the Germans, they are driven by uh, energy dependence on, on the, the Russians. So 55% of Germany's energy supply comes from Moscow, uh, which is why the, the, the Germans are so intent on preserving the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They put a temporary hold on it. You can be sure the Germans are going to put that Nord Stream 2 pipeline back on course, back on track, as soon as, as in their view, the Ukraine issue goes away. You know, so you can be sure Nord Stream 2 hasn't gone away permanently. It's just been put on ice by the Germans until such a time that they can justify putting it back in place because they are so 
heavily dependent upon uh, Russian energy. So that, that's, that's the first thing, first thing. I think secondly as well, you know, the way you think the Germans look at, uh, you know, Europe today, they're appalled by what's happening in, in Ukraine, but they, they just wish it would all just go away. Yeah. The Germans are pacifists. They're not going to fight. If there was a war actually uh, in the Baltic states, if the Russians moved in, would the Germans be sending tens of thousands of troops to fight the Russians? They wouldn't, actually. They well, wouldn't, they don't right? even have that capacity right. anyway. So there's this appeasement mindset that exists. The Germans can't defend themselves. They rely upon the U.S.-British military umbrella. Would they even fight to defend their own territory like the Ukrainians? No, they wouldn't, actually. Uh, and so, um, you know, that, that, that's a reality with, with Germany today. Uh, it's also led by, uh, you know, uh, you have a very left-wing government in place. Angela Merkel was actually... Uh, you know, she called herself a conservative, but actually, if you look at her government, it's implemented a lot of left-wing policies, especially on the energy front and the appeasement of Russia and so on. So you've had weak leadership in Germany for many, many decades. Uh, and, and Germany has moved away, I think, from its sort of, you know, kind of trans- transatlanticist sort of, you know, approach that was, that was more evident in earlier time. Right. Uh, and, and, yeah, and so I, I think that, you know, I mean, Germany is just basically, it's increasingly in the pocket of the Russians. They're dependent on the Russians. Uh, they, they adopt these kind of far left-wing environmentalist policies that make it impossible for them to develop their own you know, energy independence. And so you know, the, the Germans, they don't really matter as a world power uh, right now, but they do actually undermine what the West is doing through the appeasement of the Russians. Yeah, that, oftentimes they're the face of the EU, aren't they? They're, they're sort of like the, the shiny yeah. object in the EU. They get all the attention, but they actually don't deliver a lot to the political and security equation in Europe. It's they, they do nothing for the security of the free world. And, yeah. uh, you know, Germany is, is Europe's biggest economy and they right. wield clout within the EU. But let's say that the EU is pretty useless on, on the global stage as, as some kind of actor. And, uh, and what has the EU done to stand for the Russians? Nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, pretty remarkable. Um, I want to uh, game out Putin for a second because yeah. uh, he obviously tried to build an economy that could withstand some sort of economic sanctions. But... Uh, all the reports I'm getting from inside uh, Russian territory is that the, the sanctions are having a pretty significant effect. Why did he make this risk calculation? Did he miscalculate or is he going to end up with what he really wants, which is in a week or two, he's going to stop the Ukraine building, create a new security perimeter that gives him much more buffer in Ukraine and let leave a weakened Ukraine behind? What, what, what's the end game for him? Yeah, those are all you know very big important questions and uh i think you know firstly you know putin did enter this uh you know ukraine invasion with with a high degree of hubris and overestimated the ability of his own forces and what we're seeing is the russians are actually not that good at fighting a a large-scale conventional war yeah which is all the more reason why it would be incredibly foolish for putin to start you know invading the baltic states for example because i think if he was up against u.s and british forces he would lose heavily uh, and and I think that, uh, you know, the Ukraine crisis should be a wake up call for Putin on that front. But having having said that, I mean, this is an increasingly deranged figure who acts outside of the, 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 the bounds and realm of, of rationality. Uh, and, um, you know, what, what's Putin's end game with Ukraine? In my view, it's complete control of the country. Uh, it is ethnic cleansing. It's genocide. Um, it is extermination of uh, any kind of opposition. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we're just seeing, you know, we're not seeing the end game now. We're seeing the, 
just the early stages of what Putin wants to do, which is the destruction of Ukraine as a sovereign free country. And, uh, you know, Putin, of course, is failing on the battlefield. So he's resorting to now bombing civilian targets. I'm in no doubt that he will will seek to level uh, the capital city of Kyiv to the ground. Uh, I was there a few years ago, a meeting with senior government officials. It's a beautiful city. It's one of Europe's biggest cities. And Putin doesn't care about human life. He doesn't care about, you know, architectural beauty. Uh, he doesn't care about European history. Uh, mm. I, I'm in no doubt that he will uh, actually flatten uh, Kiev if he, if he can get away with it, actually. Uh, I, I'm in no doubt as well that Putin's prepared to kill hundreds of thousands of people and set up concentration camps uh, and ethnically cleanse whole parts of the country. Uh, so, you know, we are, we are just seeing the beginning of the, the depravity and evil that this uh, monstrous, uh, you know, barbarian is capable of. Uh, and let's what be under stops the him? What, what can we do to stop him? What well, haven't we done that we need to do to stop him? You know, I, I think that, um, well, already in NATO's ruled out actually uh, any kind of direct intervention. Right. Uh, I mean, there are many complex arguments over this, but, uh, you know, I think that already the West has signaled that they're not going to do anything on that front. Um, and, um, you know, I think what what can the West do, you know, beyond beyond that realm? Well, uh, the immediate priority is to is to help the Ukrainians to be able to defend themselves. And I think to some, some extent we're doing it, more needs to be done. It doesn't help when Joe Biden blocks what the, the Poles are trying to do, sending uh, you right. know, Soviet-era aircraft to the Ukrainians to defend themselves. This is inco- unconscionable, you know, for, for Biden to do this, throwing the Poles under the bus, throwing the Ukrainians under the bus here. Uh, and the Ukrainians need every single, you know, missile... Uh, piece of equipment, uh, air defense system, aircraft, so they can get their hands on. Let's, let's give them what, what, they, what they need, right. especially as NATO has ruled out any kind of direct intervention. Let's do all we can to help the Ukrainians fight uh, for themselves to defend their territory. And, but, but Biden isn't doing that, actually, uh, as we're seeing over the, over the, uh, the Polish MiG offer. Yeah. Um, so so that, that, that's what we need to do in the immediate term, airlift, supply whatever we possibly can get to the Ukrainians in record time. You know, the United States is the world superpower. And if Biden says he can't do this or that, it's not true. You know, we, we can, you know, we can supply what the Ukrainians need. Uh, and, um, and we can help our allies to send what the Ukrainians need as well, including the Poles and the British. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think secondly as well, yeah, I mean, sanctions are going to take effect. They're not going to stop the Russian invasion, but they can ultimately cripple the Russian economy and bring it to its knees and make it much harder for them to maintain an occupation. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we've, got, we've got to bring Putin's regime to its knees, basically, in every way possible, to isolate it, sanction it in every conceivable way. Uh, and, um, you know, and so, so th- th- those are, you know, I think two sort of immediate things that, that need to be done. Um, but there are, there are longer term, uh, you know, measures as well that have to be put in place. But also we need to send the message to Putin that if he attacks the Baltic states, well, we're going to defend them. But we need to back that up with far more troops on the ground in, in Eastern Europe. We don't have enough there right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we, need to, we need to let Putin know that if he dares anything, well, he's going to be defeated. Right. I'm not sure that Biden really has, uh, I think, you know, done the preparations necessary for that. No, it's, it's true. And this war, uh, do you think that Putin stops in a few weeks, or do you think he, this goes on until he gets complete destruction of Ukraine? You know, I think that Putin will continue until he gets concessions, uh, and he, he's making all sorts of demands. What Putin wants, of course, is 
to sit down with, you know, the likes of the French and the Germans and start negotiating some kind of carve-up of, of Ukraine. Right. Uh, we saw the same thing after the Crimea invasion, where the Russians got all kinds of concessions demanded by the French and the Germans. Actually, I mean, you know, the French and the Germans actually forced the Ukrainians to, to go down this path. Um, and, you know, th- there can be no, in my view, no kind of... Um, uh, no, no kind of off off ramp at all for the Russians. You cannot make you can't do deals with the devil. You can't make concessions to a monster like like Putin's behaving like Hitler and Stalin today. Uh, and and so any idea that you can negotiate with this kind of barbarian, I think, is is completely, you know, uh, is completely uh, uh, ridiculous. But that's how the Europeans think. They want to negotiate a deal with with Putin. So you know, Putin will continue his destruction until he he's able to bully enough, you know, Western leaders into, uh, into agreeing to his demands. I don't think the Ukraine is going to give in, but he thinks the French and the Germans and the EU and so on are, you know, are weak. He also thinks Biden is weak, and then Biden will do a deal as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know... Well, if Biden follows the European model, he probably will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Seems and to so, like the Europeans you know, better than the old American yeah, model. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Joe Biden thinks like an EU uh, official, doesn't he? So... Uh, so he's, he's, you know, he's going to take his time. In the meantime, he's going to pummel Ukraine into the ground. He's going to kill large numbers of people. This is what Putin's going to do, right? He has no mercy whatsoever for civilians. Uh, and uh, so let's be under no illusions what, what uh, Putin is planning in, um, in Ukraine. It is, this is a genocide and it's extermination. What a horrible moment to be in in, uh, in world history. Now, it is always an honor to have you on the show. You make sense of a very complicated, convoluted, and violent world. And uh, we're so grateful for the insights. And I'm, I know we're going to need to get you back in real soon because the spore is going to keep evolving. Thank you very much for having me on the show, uh, John, at such an important time. Great honor. Thank you so much, sir. All right, folks, when we come back, our conversation with Liz Harrington right after this commercial break. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk a little bit more about election integrity, shall we? Let's bring in a friend of the program, a friend of the network, Liz Harrington, President Trump's spokesperson. Thank you so much for joining us, Liz. Hey, Amanda. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Okay, first of all, I have to commend you for the tweet threads that you put out where it's just fact after fact after fact, just rubbing people's faces in the facts <laughs> pertaining to election fraud that took place this time around. But I wanted to ask your opinion, get your immediate reaction on this article from Just the News that John published a little while ago. 10,000 uncounted ballots in Harris County, Texas's largest county in the Houston area. Isabel Longoria, the election commissioner there, has resigned. We need more of this, Liz. When this type of crap comes and finally sees the light of day, these people need to start resigning. Absolutely. Accountability is really the only way we're going to fix our elections. I think that's a good thing. But this, again, shows that the problems aren't limited to the swing states. They are very deep in uh, red states like Texas. Um, that's why many people were calling for an audit there, because even though President Trump won the state, by a large margin in 2020, we know there were shenanigans going on. We know there's uh, ghost voters on the rolls. They need to be cleaned up. This is another example of you know uh, law breaking in our elections, fraud that goes on. At least this person resigned, but I think they should dig into it more because I bet you will find more wrongdoing. Yeah, that really is the thing. And that's all President Trump has been asking for. Let's get an honest audit, an honest evaluation in each of these states and fix the system. Yesterday, he put out a really fun statement. He praised Justice Gableman for his work in Wisconsin and kind of uh, prodded on the entire legislature. Hey, keep it going. Get to the bottom of this. Fix it so we have a better election. And then he threw in, if you get to it, don't uh, think about certifying the results. Your take on the president's statement and what he was hoping to accomplish with that yesterday. Oh, absolutely. It was a very strong statement. And we're talking about Robin Voss here. He appointed the special counsel, Michael Gableman. And look, now Michael Gableman's recommending that the legislature look at decertifying. So he should follow through on the work that he appointed, extend the session in the state legislature there and get to the bottom of it. Look, this is what Michael Gableman showed, which was uh, amazing, awful fraud in nursing homes, 91 that had 95 to 100 percent turnout. Uh, they had the family members coming forward with this awful abuse that was happening of stealing these poor old people's votes out of nursing homes. And of course, the election bribery, which he called it, uh, the Mark Zuckerberg funding. But that's these are just two things and a mountain of evidence that has come out of Wisconsin. You know, we've covered the indefinitely confined fraud, uh, getting around to the voter ID. But they've uh, Representative Janelle Branchin has had so many experts that have been looking at the voter rolls. They found 50,000 phantom votes. You're talking about addresses where you have, you know, 300 ballots cast out of an address that no single person lives at. Examples like that go on and on. There is so much evidence to decertify. President Trump is absolutely right. They just need to have the courage to do it. Yeah, I mean, it needs a major over overhaul, that's for sure. Okay, all right, everybody in our circles, everybody reads the tea leaves, and when President Trump makes one statement about 2024, people say he's running, he's running, he's absolutely running. What are the major, what, what are the states uh, with respect to election integrity that President Trump is looking at most closely to determine after the midterms if he will run again or not? Well, he's following all of these states really closely, especially the developments in Wisconsin, Georgia. We had a huge press conference this week that showed so much electronic manipulation in the 2020 election. Obviously, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan as well. Um, but I think he's looking, you know, 
He's looking at the state of the country. That's really the number one reason he will run. He just wants uh, the country to get back to where we were. Uh, he has more work to do, really, uh, that he's seen totally undone. I mean, now we're talking about the Democrats trying to get us into World War III. Our border has been completely destroyed. What they did in Afghanistan, I mean, the inflation and not to mention the gas prices, all time high. I and mean, people are really hurting and they're really missing President Trump's leadership. So he takes that all into account when he makes his decision. Yeah, no, absolutely. Liz, I want to pivot a little bit more to Russia, because uh, obviously the Democrats tried to paying, uh, pin a fake scandal on the president. He survived that. It unraveled. Now the Democrats are being prosecuted. But he's always been portrayed by the Democratic media as weak on Russia. But we dug up a clip from the day he announced in 2015 that he was running for president. And he warned that any administration with Joe Biden in it would be weak with Russia. I just want to play this and get your reaction. Our enemies are getting stronger and stronger by the day. And we as a country are getting weaker. Even our nuclear arsenal doesn't work. It came out recently. They have equipment that's 30 years old. They don't even know if it worked. And I thought it was horrible when it was broadcast on television because boy, does that send signals to Putin and all of the other people that look at us and they say, that is a group of people. And that is a nation that truly has no clue. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Boy, you could just play that right now and it would describe the current scenario. Uh, he gets pinned all the time on Russia, but he has always pointed out Putin's aggression and the need to counter him. Your, your reaction to that? We've got about two minutes left. Well, he was the only person that actually did counter Putin effectively. I and mean, he's the only president in the 21st century that Russia didn't invade another country. I mean, you can go back and watch that announcement speech I did just before the 2020 election. And man, was he spot on on issue after issue. Yeah. And he followed through in, on, in his first term. He did the things to make his energy independent, which, by the way, would be a huge counter to Putin right now. But what are we doing? We're punishing the American worker. We're punishing the American citizen and not really hurting Putin, hurting the Russian people, but not hurting Putin and hurting the American people. It's just absolutely appalling. President Trump effectively countered him. He made America strong because that's the key. I mean, you wouldn't see any of this happening because they knew America was strong and they couldn't mess with us uh, domestically or on the world stage. It's it's just a travesty to see what's going on. We, we have these absolute frauds in the White House that don't know what they're doing or even worse, maybe they do and they just want to hurt the American people. Yeah, it's. It's absolutely unreal, Liz. It seems like President Trump is a blame catch-all for Democrats because regardless of the fact that we experienced wonderful peace under President Trump. Now that this crisis is happening with Ukraine, that's Donald Trump's fault. Gas prices, inflation, everything is Donald Trump's fault. It's astounding. But Liz, we're going to have to have you back on very soon to continue this conversation. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, John. Thanks, Amanda. And it is astounding. They, they are blaming him for everything. And I have to think, you know, it's got to be infuriating. But at the same time, you just kind of have to chuckle over it because it's just so incredibly farcical and ludicrous. But hey, that that's Democrats. And that is Joe Biden these days. We've got a lot more coming up after the break. After this commercial, stay with us. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast that you know we're going to give you news. That's what we're dedicated to. We're from Just the News. We're part of the larger Just the News empire, the TV show we have. Well, we're proud to deliver this podcast to you. And we're also proud to connect you to our sponsors, our advertisers, and our partners who make the Just the News family what it is today. Because you not only get great news, you not only get a podcast and a TV show with interviews uh, where we let people talk. We don't yell over them. We don't uh, do gotcha journalism. We, we have a conversation so you can listen and not be annoyed. Well, we also have partners, and those partners who have products they advertise and sponsor on our shows, on our site, they make offers to you. They make offers to you so you can take advantage of those services with a discount, with a special opportunity not available to everyone in the public. And one of those are my good friends at Workable. They are the hiring company that makes hiring easy and successful. You find the right people with Workable. So if you're a company or a business, you're in charge of HR, you have staff that you're in charge of hiring or recruiting. If your company's having a tough time in this really difficult labor market, because 4 million Americans have gone off the labor rolls, they're just staying home, spending that taxpayer money they got over the COVID timeframe. So the market is tight. It's hard to find good people who don't have a job already, right? So you need the right candidates and hire them fast. That's what you want. Well, my friends at Workable can help. Workable accelerates every step of your hiring process from finding the hire to starting the hiring. And you can get right now, because you're a Just the News John Solomon Reports fan, a risk-free 15-day trial. Go to workable.com and start hiring. Listen, if you hire someone, you fill a job during that 15-day free trial, it's free. You don't pay for it. Why not check out these guys? If you have any hiring responsibility, you're a CEO, you're an HR director, you're a middle manager who manages people, go check out my good friends at Workable. They make it worthwhile. Now, real quickly, we're going to have another great show tonight on Real America's Voice, Just the News, Not Noise, with my great co-host, Amanda. Ed. We love doing this. We're going to have an all-star panel, and we're going to answer your questions. We're going to do live Q&A tonight. So check us out. We're very excited to do this. 6 p.m. tonight on Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto, on the Roku app, on the Apple TV box on Real America's Voice, iOS, and Google Apps, or on the Just the News, Apple, and Google Apps. Don't forget, you can get a Just the News app if you want your smartphone to look slick with the Just the News logo and an app that helps you watch, read, and listen to our content. Go download that today. Hit the watch button. You can watch my show anytime on demand with Amanda Head. She's amazing. 
one of my best friends and great journalists in the business. So glad to be doing a show with her. Honored to do it. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's worth it. Tonight, I believe we got Steve Moore, the great economist, talking about the state of a very shaky American economy. That's going to be great. All right, folks, over the weekend, we're going to do a special edition of the John Solomon Reports podcast. We're going to take some of the best interviews that we had this week on the TV show and compile them into a special podcast Sunday morning. So if you're looking for something to listen to while you're making breakfast, having coffee, reading the daily newspaper, the Sunday newspaper, we're going to have a all-star panel, including Devin Nunes. He's going to be on. Senator Mike Braun, the guy that exposed all the earmarks in that $1.5 trillion spending splurge that Congress passed in less than 24 hours. Kevin Brock, the former intelligence chief of the FBI, a guy that has been willing to criticize his agency as being flawed, corrupt, overly political. He has an incredible interview that we have. Tom Fenton from Judicial Watch talking about the state of Election Integrity America, very great guests there, and a whole bunch more. We've got about six or seven guests all lined up, 10, 15 minutes apiece, boom, boom, boom. Easy listening, big learning, lots of news. Check it out Sunday, special edition. I know we don't normally do it, but you're going to get more of these Sunday editions because we could take advantage of some of these interviews. We hope you like it. All right, until then, until Monday. God bless you. God bless this incredible country, the United States. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your loved ones, your friends, your family, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, whoever's around you. Give them a hug and let them know you care. I know God will be blessing you as he has always and bless this incredible country. And thank you for supporting Just the News by listening, reading, and watching. We'll be back Monday. Good night. God bless. And have a great weekend. Even if it's going to snow in some parts of this country, you should still be smiling. Talk to you Monday. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, 
educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 